Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, along with Fingers Malloy, we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. Weirdest episode ever because we're on a place called Georgia Street in downtown Indianapolis. There's a tailgate that happens on Georgia Street for football games. And so the Indianapolis Colts are, you know, everything in this city. I mean, we're a basketball town, right? Indiana is basketball. Basketball is Indiana. But the love of the Colts is serious and legitimate. And so I was out there because I had a, a work to do for my radio station, WIBC, where I do the morning show in Indianapolis. I was like, you know what? Let's just do the whole thing. Let's let's talk about eat, drink, smoke things, and we'll do it on the air, and it's going to be fantastic. So we did the cigar review and a whole thing about coffee. It was National Coffee Day the other day, and and the rise of it's it's not microbrew, although sometimes it's referred to as microlot coffee, but just the idea of of where people are, what people are drinking, and and why, and looking for things that are better than what Starbucks has to offer, which, of course, this means Starbucks will never be a sponsor of this podcast. The sponsors, by the way, Fanimation.com, your ceiling fan professionals. These people are the absolute best. Any style you want, you have all the selection choices in the world, the Whisper Quiet Motors. Uh, uh, there's a fan I'm replacing in my house where you it's it's on, and you don't think it's too loud, but you can hear it upstairs. It's like, that's that's not supposed to work like that. Replacing that with a Fanimation fan, you're going to love it. Indoor, outdoor, LED lighting, whisper quiet. Can, you can configure the blades any way you want. They're great people. Fanimation.com is where you go. It doesn't matter where you live in the country. They will get it to you. And you can tell them you heard about it on the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, where we re- usually record is called Blend Bar Cigar. Cigar Lounge, great cigar lounge. It's in Indianapolis. They're in Houston. They're in Pittsburgh. They're in Nashville. And all of those fans are Fanimation fans. And if they trust Fanimation to move the air around in a place like that, you're going to be able to trust them in your home, Fanimation, Fanimation.com, and of course, Backbone Bourbon, which is just spectacular bourbon. You are going to love three different types, and then, of course, you get into the ryes. The Bone Snapper rye is a must-have for your liquor cabinet. I love Bone Snapper. And then there's the X-Ray, which is a a, a step above. Both are going to treat you right. Uh, they, they do it all. They do gin. Bone, Backbone is really uh, some fantastic people who are doing things in a I think in a, in a special way. They're winning awards for what they do. It's that it's there there's no level of pretense, right? There's no pretentiousness. There's no uh you know, let's just do some insane marketing gimmick. It's just good bourbon. And it's bourbon that you can work with the way you want to work with bourbon. Whether you just want to kick back and sip it, whether you want to do it neat or on the rocks. Listen, if you're going to mix it, I'm not going to judge you. All right, I might judge you a little. But with Backbone, your choice is yours. I'm telling you though, you haven't if you haven't had rye Backbone is where to start. The the Bone Snapper Rye is just tremendous. You are going to love it. I mean, it really is meant to sip, to savor, to relax and be. Don't be doing shots of this. Don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. But this is something Backbone should be in your liquor cabinet. You'll never be embarrassed to share it with friends. You'll never be embarrassed to give it as a gift. You're going to love it. And you will be thrilled after that long day to be like, you know what? Backbone. Just pouring myself a glass. You're going to be all right. BackboneBourbon.com. These are fantastic people and great sponsors of the podcast. So Starbucks is never going to be a sponsor. Backbone Bourbon Fanimation uh, are. Um, but there's really just remarkable coffee out there. And people talk about Seattle and the coffee scene. There's a coffee scene here. And there's a coffee scene growing in a lot of places. It's just Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. So we review this great coffee from from uh, a place called Julian Coffee Roasters. Uh, and then uh, check out the cigar, the La Polina Classics. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about the best bargain in cigars, I think, going on right now? La Polina. And this was a tailgate we were doing. The perfect cigar, the classic series for a tailgate we're talking seven bucks a stick. Exactly the kind, you know, we talk about golf course cigars. This was a tailgate cigar and it was perfect and matches up with the coffee. Just fantastic. We've got a seriously good day ahead of us of football. We've got waiting to see what's going on, whether or not T.Y. is going to play in this game. Uh, he's been 
He's been downgraded to doubtful. We're going to see what happens. Fingers Malloy joins me, of course, uh, the Snark Factor podcast. Uh, done his fair share at the Washington Times as well. It's a little bit of politics, a little bit of football, and he's wearing his Barry Sanders throwback jersey because as a Lions fan, you just can't stop hating yourself. That's that's all we have. That's it? The past. <laughs> and the past isn't even all that great. How many playoff games since 1992? Uh, no, we've won one playoff game in my life, and that's in 92. And I'm a, an old man, Tony. Okay. One playoff game in my life. One win. One win. See? See, it's not so bad. All praise Jacoby. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a good game, the Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr can throw. They may not have Antonio Brown, uh, but they still have the <laughs> they still have the ability. Nobody has Antonio Brown. <laughs> Did you see the video of him throwing stuff out of the condo window? I'm sorry? So Antonio Brown, of course, was with the Steelers and then decided somehow he wasn't being treated well. So he then took a $40 million signing bonus to go to the Oakland Raiders, Has where he, he proceeded to set the place on fire when he wasn't freezing his feet off. And then left there to go to the New England Patriots, where he scored a touchdown, had four receptions in the game. Then serious allegations of rape. I mean, this is some ugly stuff. They then cut him. He is loving of Tom Brady, loving of Bill Belichick, decides to put Robert Kraft, the owner of that team, on fire, then uh, decides he's going to go back to school. He was going back to Michigan State or something like that. CMU, Tony. The Fighting Chippewas of Central Michigan University. I'm sorry, Michigan State. You've got your own problems. Last thing you need (laughs) is an Antonio Brown issue. Uh, And then there's a video of him. In a condo, and all of a sudden, it's it's video of the pool area. Like, like the condos are around a, a, a swimming pool, almost like a courtyard. And furniture is literally falling from the sky. And it's not, it's not you know, it's not apocalyptic. It's Antonio Brown. Like you've never thrown furniture out of a bedroom window before. I, listen, I unfortunately have thrown furniture before, but it was never out of a bedroom window. <laughs> right? The internet is a terrible thing, and it keeps things alive, dang it. But you can rise up and you can overcome. Um, You have a couple of really good games across the NFL spectrum. And oddly enough, it's the AFC East. It's the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are undefeated, by the way. Kind of like your Lions if they knew how to beat the Cardinals. If they only could put away the Cardinals like grown men do. Fingers Malloy, you'd be fine. But the the Bills against the Patriots is, is a worthwhile game this year. This team is a tremendous amount of fun. This is a really exciting matchup in September. Uh, it won't be later in the year <laughs> when the Bills come down to earth. But uh, listen, it, why it, the, the, the Patriots are the Patriots. Uh, but they have been very fortunate to be in that division. There really hasn't been much of any competition in that division for 15 years. And the other games that I'm keeping an eye on are, of course, divisional games for us. Uh, you've got the Titans against the Falcons. Both teams are one and two. Uh, and you got to hope for the Falcons there to allow the Colts to get some further separation. And then it's the Houston Texans against the Carolina Panthers. Um, Cam Newton, is he playing in this game? Have we gotten a, a I final believe, decision no, there? I, th- I believe he's, he's out. What was that, Eddie? Cam Newton is not going to play. This is a great, uh, unfortunately, a great opportunity for Houston. But we need the Carolina win to allow the further separation. We're also going to get into Cam Newton's fashion choices, which are just absolutely positively awful. I'm here with uh, Fingers Malloy. So Friday was National Coffee Day. And for the people who listen to the morning show and, you know, Donut Day Indy and the juggernaut that that's become, I've been looking for something else to do, mm-hmm. something else uh, to, to add to that, another event. So it's going to be Coffee Day next year. I mean, if these things take some planning. We're going to be doing a whole coffee competition with only the local roasters of Indianapolis and Central Indiana. The coffee scene here is out of control. Don't ever tell me about Seattle. There is something very unique about the coffee scene here and the serious amounts of roasting and the different styles of roasting that you get. Some people into the much more earthy, kind of rich coffees that I like. You get to, for example, the Hubbard and Craven people. You get into much more of those fruit kind of flavors and floral uh, kind of flavors that go on. But between Hubbard and Craven, between Bee Coffee Roasters and and a whole host of others, people at Brickhouse and other places, it has been fantastic. One of those people is going to be in the competition next year who came out for us right now. If you come down to Georgia Street, there's free coffee. 
There is free coffee from Julian Coffee Roasters. These are the people. These people are fantastic. I've worked with them uh, on, on a series of things. Julian Coffee. That's one L. J U L I A N. JulianCoffee.com. They've got their nitro uh, out here uh, as, as a yoga chef, and they have their, their La Crema, La Crema. Uh, blend as well. They've got other hot coffee out here. Uh, Andre Ramsey joins us right now from Julian Coffee. Glad you guys are out here. Yes, thank you. Know, you. You've given away coffee at Donut Day. You're now out here with, with the free coffee. I'm serious about the roasting scene in Indy. Yes. It is kind of remarkable. Um, do you is, is, Have you guys like talked to other coffee roasters about what it is about Indianapolis that makes it such a good place to, to get in on this idea? You know, I think that there's just this really uniqueness about Indy, right? You know, it's it's this kind of like melting pot and especially in coffee scene it is you know very friendly competition going on right. <laughs> you know here and um, we absolutely love it um the, the friendly competition right and so that's something that i think that a lot of the locals here are starting to really get and thrive into of really good coffee freshly roasted right here in indianapolis so Julian Coffee is what it's called, juliancoffee.com. Now, they don't have a storefront, but they're in a lot of the places yes. where you drink coffee. They do wholesale. They do retail. They have uh, their own club, a Roaster's Choice, Yes, where it's, it's what is it, 30 bucks a month? 30 bucks a month. You get two micro-lot exclusive coffees that's handpicked by Julian Coffee himself. And that gets, <laughs> and includes the shipping and everything Kid else. Julian. Includes uh, shipping, yes. Uh, pretty easy. Talk to me about what we got here. When people come down to Georgia Street and they come down for the tailgate, there are a lot of uh, Raiders fans uh, walking through. They're welcome to have the <laughs> yes, free coffee as well. They are well. welcome. You know, welcome to Indianapolis. This is this is what a great city looks like. Um, wow, I did that. <laughs> I meant every bit of that. Um, talk to me about what people are going to be drinking right here. Yes, right now we have our organic Peru. Um, it's a wash coffee. It's got baker's chocolate, brown sugar, and almond. That's the cognitive coffee notes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Brown sugar and almonds. Yeah, it's got that little brown sugar and almond note in it. It's amazing that the coffee bean can do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have an Ethiopian yogurt chef. Uh, it's kind of like the black tea, four rolls. It's kind of like your lighter roast coffee. So organic Peru is the medium roast. Uh, one interesting fact is you can find that in Costco. <laughs> uh, so right here is what we're sampling out here as far as our hot, co- our hot coffee. So Julian Coffee's in Costco. Yes. All three Costco's here in the Indianapolis So you don't area. care if people buy it from Costco? <laughs> no, you can go right, right into Costco and go get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, 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 the mix of things that you guys do, right? The lighter stuff, the dark stuff. What's, what sells? Me, growing up on the East Coast, as, as I did, and, you know, I, I listen, to live in America now is a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Um, Dunkin' Donuts was a religious experience on coffee. Yeah. Even I, as a kid who wasn't a coffee drinker, and even as a young man who wasn't a coffee drinker, it still was, to me, that kind of almost diner coffee is is what I'm about. But some people are very into the Yoga Chefs. They're very in. You, you refer to it almost like the tea oh, yeah. of coffee, which it is, that kind of lemongrass kind of thing that's Absolutely. going on, that lighter feel. What do you find people are into? Where are the trends? I, I on think the that the micro lots are like really huge right now. I mean, it, it, let's look at the wine industry for an example. A lot of people they go and they drink a lot of different types of wine, and it's usually trying to get those those notes out of those wines, right? And so, coffee is the exact same in that palette. We find a lot of people who are like really enjoying the fact that they can get a micro lot coffee here in Indianapolis and get those different uh, floral notes in those coffees and taste it. And it's really delightful, depending if you like pour over or in your uh, uh, French press. <laughs> That's kind of your coffee kind of service. Andre Ramsey, he is from Julian Coffee Roasters. Julian Coffee with one L, juliancoffee.com. Right. You're going to have to buy the other one, too, and then redirect. <laughs> yes, I know, right? your marketing team. <laughs> this is going to have to happen. Listen, man, I'm glad you're here. There's coffee for people to try. You've got the nitro, which is the cold. Right, which yep. it, so it, the real difference there is that it's it's basically a cold brew that's just it, it's not bubbly though right? it's not no, carbonated no, 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 no it's not carbonated but it, you know it's really it's got that unique flavor to it um, with the nitro uh, gas inside that coffee it's going to make it a lot more creamy right and just so you know fingers no you can't just have a shot of the gas <laughs> no <laughs> can't just have the nitro I already had three shots of it before we got uh, in the air. no one no one uh, told him <laughs> listen they're going to be here. All day on Georgia Street with us, right next to us. So if you find WIBC, you'll find a Julian Coffee Roasters, Julian Coffee. And this is all to get us ready for next year, the big competition. Listen, I'm not a judge. There will be no favorites played by me. But, Andre, nope. I'm glad you're here, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're part of it. You can go back and, right. and do some coffee. Right. We'll catch up with you later. Right. Thank you. Andre Ramsey. Thanks for now, having man. us. Absolutely. Andre Ramsey from Julian Coffee, juliancoffee.com. The red line. Is that a coffee? That is not a coffee. 
No, if if Redline was a coffee, you know. So this is this is the plan: sell Redline coffee. Um, it never actually gets to you, and when it does, it's actually hot chocolate, right? It's not the thing as advertised. Is how I is how I would do it. The red line, of course, is the high speed. It's not even high speed. The low speed bus that they have put in at the cost of seventy five million dollars through Indianapolis. It's supposed to connect you, Indy, and all the way up. It has already put three businesses out of business in Broad Ripple. The photos that people are sending me of that little divider, it's this rubber divider that's supposed to divide the lanes coming out. There are metal spikes that hold that in that are now exposed, that are exposed, and someone's going to get a flat tire. There are problems already with emergency vehicles and people questioning how these things are going to come through. There is a whole conversation about safety. The red line has just announced that they were going to have a free month in September. It's going to be free, Fingers Malloy. You could come to the Colts game on the red line if the buses actually come. They're now extending this through November 10th. How convenient. Right? Now, some people are like, oh, my goodness. Interesting that we have a mayoral election in Indianapolis that takes place that first week in November, and they're extending to November 10th. Honestly, I don't even think the Indigo people are that Machiavellian. I don't think they could have thought of the idea, just so we're perfectly clear. But the idea that the the, the buses aren't showing up, uh, the, uh, Brooke Martin from Wish TV has tweeted about it. WIBC's own Stan Lear has a crazy story about uh, the, the buses in general not working and people at the bus, uh, the, from from really the bus world and, and police giving him some lip about it. And Stan Lear is a guy who takes the bus and he's like, screw it, I'm buying a car. So somebody is out there has got to give Stan Lear a deal on a car. That's all, all I'm saying. This... You know I've been talking about the red line since its inception as a bad idea for Indianapolis. Uh, Mass transit can work in some places, even though it's going to get subsidized and therefore it doesn't actually work. Uh, But we just don't we don't have the population that needs it. This is about ideology. This isn't about how you grow a city well. But if you had a free month and you decide, you know what? Because we couldn't get the signs to work, because the bus has been late, we're going to give another month and a half free. I don't think that that's a good sign going into, hey, this is great for the city of Indianapolis. I'm a simple man, Tony. Is that right? Yeah, I don't ask for much. But you would think, instead of spending all that money on the red line, maybe fix some of the potholes. No. That's all. Fix some of the potholes. Agreed. It is different money from different places. This federal grant. Yeah. This is a city that if you talk about the potholes in this mayoral race, people are like, how dare you? Jim Merritt is the Republican running against the incumbent Joe Hogsett. He's talking about the potholes, and Republicans on the city-county council are like, how dare you talk about the potholes? Well, what else are you supposed to talk about? The weather? Well, now I'm, do- I'm dodging potholes, and now I'm dodging red line spikes. Yes. Dodge the potholes, <laughs> dodge the red line. Basically, to get to downtown Indianapolis, it's just a giant game of Frogger. I want to move into just a little bit of news of the day. Uh, Donald Trump is still president of the United States. And I know that everybody and their mother is talking about impeachment. And what I am learning is that not everybody knows what impeachment is. So as, as the quick Georgia Street tailgate civics lesson of the day, and we are on Georgia Street, get down here, say hello. We're right next to Julian Coffee, giving away free nitro and cold brew. Uh, they're, they're nitro cold brew. They got free hot coffee as well. Uh, celebrate National Coffee Day. Julian Coffee Roasters. JulianCoffee.com is here. Go get yourself some free coffee. Come say hello. Uh, tell, tell us you heard that we're giving away cigars, and we'll give you a cigar if only if you heard it on the radio. Um, impeachment is the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives decides that there are high crimes and misdemeanors that the president has committed, and therefore there should be a trial in the Senate to remove him from office. Impeachment is not the removal from office. Bill Clinton got impeached, did not get removed from office. Andrew Johnson got, it was Johnson, got impeached. Double check me, Google it. You got a search engine? Doubt me. Did not get removed from office. Nobody has been removed. Richard Nixon was not impeached. He resigned before impeachment. This is the House putting forth articles of impeachment, laying out their case, and voting on those articles. If they vote in the affirmative, where you only need a simple majority, 218, you need 218 votes, then it goes to the Senate. The Senate then has a trial. 
literally, it is a trial. All the senators are the jury. And presiding over this is the Chief Justice, John Roberts in this case, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. There is evidence gathered and brought forth, and then the jury deliberates and votes. In order to get a president removed, you need 67, two-thirds majority, 100 people, you need 60, 100 senators, you need 67 people voting in the affirmative. There is not a single mathematics that can be done on any level that gets you to 67. There is a mathematics that can get you to 218 in terms of the actual impeachment. The problem, step one for Democrats, never mind the—we'll get into the craven politics of it maybe later. Join, join me, of course, Monday through Friday for the morning show, 6 to 9 a.m. on Tony Katz Today from 11 to 1 as well. Leave the craven to the side for a second. There are some real hard-edged uh, politics going on here because never forget— that all politics are local. And in the local, there are a series of swing districts, Fingers Malloy, and we follow this, and there are places in, in Michigan, there are places in Wisconsin, and those two states matter because without those two states, Donald Trump isn't president today. Where the district went for Donald Trump, but on when it came to the House of Representatives, they voted for a Democrat. All politics are local. They have to look at this and ask themselves, what is the political fallout if I vote for impeachment? And while there's no doubt on that top line and that leadership side, and certainly on the media side, a hyper-aggression to the desire of impeachment, people have to get reelected. And there's a question about whether some of those people are really willing to vote for impeachment. Here's Malloy joining me right now on Georgia Street. Come by, say hello. As the tailgate continues, you got the you got the Bud Light people out here. Uh, Julian Coffee Roaster, they've got the Nitro Coffee out here. That's free. The coffee's free. You need a little pick-me-up. Boom, bring your own Baileys. I'm not in charge uh, of that. Uh, if, if you stop by and you heard us uh, on the radio and you need a cigar, just ask. We got one there for you. We're going to review that cigar coming up in, in just a... Just a wee bit. Just a, a, a little bit. We'll get into more of, of the game. Um, but we were talking about the coffee and Julian Coffee Roaster. And the, the whole on obsession in America about coffee and the continual, oh, it's healthy for you. Oh, it's not healthy for you. I, I listen to no one when it comes to that stuff. I didn't drink coffee until my late 30s, really, in any level of, of aggression. And then, and then I had kids. And I was like, oh, this stuff is amazing. I'm going to drink all of this, every single last uh, bit bit of it. But I, I, the people who can figure out, oh, you can only have one cup, you can only have two cups, you, Fingers, work a weird gig, right? You're right. working all weird sorts of, 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 of hours. Do you drink coffee? I mean, I don't think I've ever actually seen you drink coffee. Inhale coffee. Is that true? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, we've talked about this on Eat, Drink, Smoke. How, on the podcast, yes. uh, on, on how uh, millennials have gravitated towards quality versus quantity. And we've seen this with microbrews. We've seen this with the local distilleries. And now we're seeing this with coffee, where they're looking at quality coffee. Uh, I, I think that this is a fantastic coffee scene we have in Indianapolis. And we sampled the Julian coffee earlier. It's, it's a great product. I mean, we, you're right about the millennials. Uh, when it comes to distilleries, they want to know the story. They want to know the history. They want to know where it came from. When it came to, to, to microbrews, they want something that's, you know, kind, kind of fits them and their style. And they're, they're very open and clear about it. And all these things have been good for us. I almost think the coffee scene has developed before the, the millennials and has gotten into, there has to be a way not to have Starbucks in your life. I mean, th there are times I drink Starbucks. It's the only thing around, uh, whether I'm at a convention. Sometimes, you know, there's, there, there's a certain thing maybe that somebody wants. But anytime I can go to somebody local, anytime I can go to someplace I haven't been before, that's o the only way I do it. The one thing that I, I can't buy into is that people actually know what's healthy. I, there are too many conflicting stories, too many conflicting reports. I can't believe any of them. That, that, I know there's a moment that if I drink too much, I'm going to feel jittery. But right up until that moment, I feel great. It is fantastic. And if I go a day without it, I don't feel like I'm going to die. Like, there are people who get headaches and stuff like that if right. they go because the caffeine, they're, they're used to it. It's how it keeps them normal. I can't believe anybody when it comes to the, the health 
well, uh, of coffee, and I know some doctor's going to yell at me, but whatever. Well, just live your life. I mean, there'll be a study this week that'll say coffee's bad for you, and then a study will come out next week that says you should drink three cups of coffee if you want to live be 95 years they old. They did the same thing with eggs. Eggs were cholesterol. Eggs were ticking time bombs in a shell. <laughs> eggs were absolutely going to defile your daughter. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, oh yeah, eggs are, eggs are great. I dove eggs. on a dozen eggs last week to save my battalion. That's how scared <laughs> I was of the eggs. Terrified. <laughs> it's just, there's no, there's just no faith. I have no faith in the system. It's like, and this is all the recognition. And listen, I've been an overweight guy my whole life. Only now do I really feel like I have a basic understanding of what's going on with me. These food pyramid people lied to all of us in a way that is indecent. And no, I'm not going to trust the government anymore on telling me what I should or shouldn't eat. You should have, you should have 9 million grains and no fats. You know what happens if I have 9 million grains and no fats? I do this show from the bathroom. That's what happens at, the, at that moment. Can't have any of that. That whole system's a disaster. Well, now we're seeing food become political, and that's, that's what's disturbing. You, you shouldn't eat meat uh, because not only is it bad for you, it's, it's bad for the environment. We, we've come, uh, as we broadcast this, I mean, this is the city of Meatless Monday, and I was just in, in New York. Um, they're all about the meatless Monday is, is Mayor Bill de Blasio, this terrible guy who's out of the presidential race, and I could not be happier uh, about that. But they're all hyper, hyper political, uh, and they don't know what they're talking about. If you want to make the argument that there's a market out there for the plant-based, this, that, and whatever is impossible, Whoppers, the impossible burger, the Beyond Meat people, great. That stuff isn't necessarily good for you, man. I'd much rather have the steak. I'd much rather have the burger, but I'm not going to tell those people that... Uh, they can't, you know, go out there and eat that. I just don't want them telling me what I can't get, can and cannot eat. We apply this same thing to the idea of free speech and how, oh, you can't say this. In New York, they just passed legislation in the city about how you can't call, you know, you can't talk about this group or that group because that's a hate crime. I'll say anything I want, anytime I want. You can pass all the laws you want about free speech. I have the First Amendment. I win. I win. And there's nothing Bill de Blasio can do about it. I don't if, – if the city of, of Indianapolis or your city, right, wants to, to go about saying, hey, you shouldn't eat this, there could be individual people who talk about those things. You can't be passing resolutions about that kind of stuff. Nobody wants to hear from you. Nobody wants that. If you have a city with potholes, as Indy does, don't tell me what I should have for lunch. Do your job. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's a lot easier to come up with these resolutions. Uh, it's easier to do that than to fix the potholes. In New York City, you know, crime is up. It's easier to pass these resolutions than it is to actually solve the crime problem. It makes it look like you're doing something, Tony, and that's really all that matters. Wokeness is a disease. Wokeness is the biggest disease. Wokeness will end up being a bigger killer of people than heart disease. Well, I mean, I'm not mocking people who have heart disease. Please. Uh, I don't know. Go outside and walk. But it's, it, it's absolutely true. This, this constant push, this constant desire to tell people how they should do things. Let People will make mistakes. They should be allowed to make mistakes. You can give them all the data you want. Some people still want to make a mistake, which is why for, for guys like myself, I think for guys like, like, like you, Fingers, personal responsibility is still the thing that matters. It's still the front and center story of what makes the American life and the American experience personal responsibility. You're in charge of you, and you might make mistakes, whether it be with your health, whether it be economics. Y you know what? Uh, somebody decided, when they had the opportunity to invest in Apple, no, 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 they're, they're, I'll, in I'll invest in some other thing that lasted three months. Right? People, mistakes happen, and you, 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 you learn from them, and, and you, you grow from them. That's, that's the way it's supposed to work. Life is filled with choices, and there are consequences when choices are made. I know, based on this, may surprise you, Tony, by looking at me. Uh, I don't have the best diet. What? Right? I eat a lot of fast food. If people don't follow you on Instagram, is it Fingers Malloy on Instagram? Yes. Um, there is nobody who has a worse diet in America than you. It's a lot of Mrs. Freshleys, uh, a lot of Mountain Dew, uh, so much. candy bars, Chaser. Uh, but I know going into that transaction that it's not good for me. I don't need a government agency to slap that Mrs. Freshleys cupcake out of my hand. I think this, I, I'm curious to see in an election year if this becomes part of it, because there are a lot of the, the, the woke people, the woke scolds running for president as Democrats who do believe in this. And what they're trying to manufacture is an equality of outcomes. Equal under the law, I'm down. I'm there. I'll fight for it. 
equality of outcomes can't be done by any government entity anywhere because the only thing that they could possibly guarantee is a lesser outcome that maybe I can do. Bernie Sanders coming out and saying billionaires should not exist? Do you know how antithetical that is to the American experience, to the idea? How can you tell somebody there's only so much you're allowed to make and after that you have to stop? What if you keep having good ideas? Ideas, by the way, that benefit all of us, you, me, and we. And Bernie Sanders is saying no. He used to say millionaires and billionaires are bad, but now he's a millionaire. <laughs> well, they focus group, Tony. <laughs> we're going to take your guns. We're going to take your wealth. We're going to take your steak. We're going to take your straws. Right. It's just a, a, a group of stormtroopers walking around taking stuff. Meanwhile, he's had a government job his whole life. He owns three houses. Hey, it's Fingers Malloy. Listen and subscribe to the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast over on iTunes. And please leave us a five-star review. For you non-iPhone people, you can check out Eat, Drink, Smoke on TuneIn, Stitcher, and Fireside. Now back to Eat, Drink, Smoke. I don't know who has worse, worse style sense, uh, Cam Newton or Adam Levine, the lead singer Maroon 5, who ruined the Super Bowl with his shirtless nonsense last year. He now has a cornrow mohawk. Now, okay. if you don't know Fingers Malloy, uh, when I first met him a decade plus ago, he had a mohawk. You had a mohawk uh, most of the time that I've known you. Only now do you not. I've matured. Cornrow mohawk for Adam Levine. Who wore it better, him or Cam Newton? Cam Newton. Here, here's the thing. People are talking about... <laughs> People are talking about how outraged they are with uh, the, the cornrow mohawk. I think people should be more outraged by Adam Levine's music. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, it's such a... Now, there are the people who are yelling and screaming about it being cultural appropriation. How dare this white guy have cornrows? I think those people are missing the forest for the wokeness. Uh, the, the real issue here is why is Adam Levine doing this to himself? What's happening? There, there is no... Having a mohawk is fine. Yeah, it is. Having a cornrow mohawk is a sign of an intervention needed. And someone has to help him. Where are those hosts from The Voice? You know, he's not on The Voice this year. But where is Kelly Clarkson and, and, uh, and what country guy? Blake. Where are they to, like, get with him and be like, man, you don't need this. Yeah. This you don't do this to yourself. You are actually two razor moves away from being Britney Spears. All you need is an umbrella and a car. You know who I blame for all this? Madonna. Why? I'll tell you why. This this idea that these people have to reinvent themselves, reinvent their look. Look at Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger's looked the same for a hundred and twenty-two years. Same look. Keith Richards has looked the same <laughs> for a hundred and twenty-two years. There's the truth. So, like, but that's like the difference between the classic and the and and the not so much. The weirdest story about Madonna is that, like, if if you actually go back and take a look at music history, what she did is not just revolutionary. It was it, she was the first, and she truly did it best. If you listen to people, I know this is, this is a weird uh, turn. Camille Paglia is one of the great minds out there in being a culture critic and and women hate Camille Paglia which is insane because she's like one of the original feminists like an actual feminist but she talks about Madonna as just it, beyond a level of iconic and beyond a level of changing the game and you take a, like, a look at her now and it is as boring and mundane and uninteresting it's what happens when you try to catch the trend as opposed to try and make the trend with Adam Levine there's no trend to catch cornrow mohawks are terrible They've never not been a bad idea. They're... Point to me the person who does the cornrow mohawk well. Not a mohawk and not cornrows, right? Those separately can do well. But pig and elephant DNA just won't splice. You cannot do the cornrow mohawk. It's not the chocolate and the peanut butter, peanut butter and chocolate. Put them together. It, no. is, it is not. It can't come close. And someone needs to be a friend to Adam Levine. And no one is a friend. To, this is what I'm learning. Adam Levine has no friends. We are here on Georgia Street. It is the tailgate. It is the Colts. It is the Raiders. Julian Coffee is here with free coffee. They got the nitro brew going. They got the hot coffee going. Come check it out. Come have some coffee. You're drinking a Bud Light. Go have some coffee as well. It's all good uh, for you. Uh, I've got cigars. Oh, we're going to talk cigars. And uh, I, I broke out the cigars. As I am known to do, I broke out the cigars. This right here is known uh, as uh, the Rosada 
Sorry, Rosado from La Polina. Now, La Polina makes fantastic, fantastic cigars. But they often make cigars at a, I'd say, $12 to $15 plus kind of price point. But if you're going to tailgate, the idea of having a cigar that costs real money is criminally insane. It's like when you golf. You can't have you need to have a, a cigar for the golf course. That's different than when you're done golfing and you're you're back at the clubhouse. That's a totally different thing. You can do anything there you want. Now we're drinking uh, from Julian Coffee Roaster. We're drinking uh, their La Crema Nitro Brew. So this is a cold brew uh, coffee uh, done with the nitrous, uh, nice and thick. This is their their creamier coffee uh, with with a lot of those kind of chocolate hints to it. It really is absolutely sensational. Going to pair up well with this. The classic cigar line from La Polina, the Rosado, is a Honduran tobacco, a little bit Dominican and Nicaraguan leaf in uh, the the filler. This is a $7 stick. Wow. This This is a $7 stick, and I'm pretty sure this is a 52 by 60. No, I'm sorry, by 6. 52 by 6 is what this is. I take this back. Six and a quarter because it's it's a uh, it's a Toro. So which means the ring gauge, how thick it is around, that's a 52, right? So 64 would be a full inch around. So it's a good size. It feels very good in the, in the hand. Six and a quarter refers to the length. So sometimes people don't show up to rehearsal. Uh, great size. And the idea that you can just, you know, use this on the golf course, and if you lose it, you're like, it's all right, it was 7 bucks. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you want to lose $7, but it's what you can feel safe with. And in a tailgate, it's fantastic, because the construction of La Polina means it's going uh, to hold up. It's going to be able to handle. Like, right now, we're out on Georgia Street in Indianapolis, tailgating, and the Colts are playing uh, the Raiders, so everybody in this city is is out here right now. There's a little bit of weather, right? A little bit of rain's going to make it uh, through uh, this way. you got a touch of drizzle right now. This cigar can absolutely, positively uh, handle it. The cigar is going to give you, even though it's got some Dominican in it, it's going to give you leather and spice and also a bit of that coffee feel, which is why it goes well with the coffee. So we're doing this on a Sunday morning. It's 1120 in the morning. I'm not normally a breakfast cigar guy. This combination is absolutely perfect. Well, and like you said earlier, if, if you've got a $7 stick and the quality of this, this is a great cigar, uh, but you're out tailgating and then all of a sudden you find you're a quarter of the way in um, and it starts raining and you got to duck inside and you got to get rid of the cigar, you're not going to feel so bad about it at $7 right. a stick. No, you're not. You, you're absolutely not going to feel bad about it. You're, it's going to, you're going to be like, okay, that's the way that went. That's fine. And that so much matters because the cigar is a luxury. And it's not only a luxury to have the time to smoke the cigar, it's, it's a luxury to be able to, to buy one. The last thing in the world you want to do is waste your money. To buy a $30 cigar, we've smoked many a $30 cigar, and some of them have been totally worth it, and some of them have absolutely not been worth it. And there have been some that's like, okay, this is good, I just don't know if this is in my humidor. Now, we have smoked some $100 cigars. The Royal Salamonis <laughs> remains as one of the best cigars I've ever had in my life. It's 100 bucks a stick. It's a rare moment. It's certainly not what you want when you're tailgating. What you want is something that you can enjoy, but if it goes, it goes, and it's no big deal. And the La Polina, the Rosado, this is the classic series. So there's a Maduro, there's a Connecticut shade, and there is this, the Rosado, which is this Honduran. This is spectacular. First of all, it's an unbelievably well-constructed cigar, so it can handle the weather. Second thing about it is it's going to have an absolutely perfect draw, even in this weather. Wind is blowing. You've been smoking a little bit more than I have fingers. That burn is perfect. And number three, the flavor profile here is great. The actual, that touch of coffee. And remember, coffee can have two flavors. You can talk about the richness of the coffee, or you can talk about the berry of the coffee. Remember, coffee is a berry. That's that's where it comes from. And this has, for me, at least my palate right now, a touch of the richness. Now, I'm pairing it with this nitro brew, and the people next to us are Julian Coffee, and the coffee is free. That's happening right now. Their nitro brew with their La Crema has that, that to me, that richness to it, those, those, uh, almost a touch of chocolate in it and, a, and, and that creaminess because of it's the nitro, the, the combination. I mean, this will work with your, with your morning coffee on the deck, too. Well, what's great about the nitro brew, especially on a cold Sunday, is you get the nitrous, it's creamy, and it will transition well when going from the nitro to uh, a stout. 
if, yes. you, if, you're, if you're the type of person that needs alcohol. So, but that's what I mean. But the stout's a good example. That's the kind of head it has on it. I am not a cold coffee guy. Never, never have been. And tell you the truth, I'm not the biggest nitro guy in the world. I know that it's a it's a big trend and a big thing like now. I'm an old school guy. Give me diner coffee. It's all I want. All I could ever ask for in the world. But this combination is fun. This is a really nice thing. And again, I'm not a breakfast cigar guy. Um, as a far as a breakfast cigar goes, I might go with the Maduro as opposed to the, this Honduran uh, and, and this and this wrapper. But it's solid. It is solid and is hitting all the points. We did a cigar last week. That was, I think it was 30 bucks. Uh, the name is eluding me. If you, if you, if you go uh, and you subscribe to the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, of course, which you can do on iTunes, and you should subscribe to Eat, Drink, Smoke on iTunes, uh, where Fingers and I uh, do the podcast, um, you'll, you'll find out the name of it. That's the best way I can tell you. Um, different in the level of spice, because that was a whole remarkable mix of spices. This has just a nice feel of spice mixing in with everything else. That was a mix of spices. So there's a great example between what a, a cigar that has spice is versus a cigar that is built on spice. Two very, very uh, different things. Uh, James Hetfield is the lead singer of Metallica, and he's back in rehab. There are some things that people just don't kick, man. This, uh, I think, broke yesterday that he's he's back in, in rehab. Some things you just don't beat because they've been they've they've been on tour. They're, they're, I think it was Australia, New Zealand that they were going on tour. They canceled the whole thing canceled the whole thing and I don't remember the last time I have heard anything about um, having to put an end to a, a uh, tour or anything else because of of some kind of of issue like this who's the last band oh, Phelan knows Phelan who's running our board today knows. remember uh, Billy Joe Armstrong's freak out no Gr- Green Day he went no. to rehab canceled a bunch of stuff when was that? Oh, it was a while ago. He like freaked out. Uh, he, they, they, he's like, "Oh, we only got two minutes." Blah blah blah. He's like all so mad, throwing his stuff, Can yelling at the you, audience. Except for time of your life, I couldn't name another Green Day song if my life depended on it. Really? I could. Oh no, not my music, not my band. Honestly, because looking at that guy freaks me out. That's a, I don't. I don't know what it is. That's like an odd looking guy, and something about him makes me think that he is going to jump me and try and steal my car every second of the day. Well, then you should never have bought a Michael Jackson album then because he was really freaky looking. <laughs> I, I never purchased a Michael Jackson album. Never, ever, ever. I am curious to see, by the way, where history goes because there are people who have been trying to defend Michael Jackson for years post the allegations and then this, this, sto- this documentary, Neverland, comes out and people are like, oh, oh, wait a second, never mind. Never, was I defending him? Um, I mean, um, uh, oh, look at the weather. Isn't that amazing? Now, I also put all the blame on the parents who let their kids spend a night or two or three with Michael Jackson. Oh, it won't happen to my kid. Oh. Really? Do you think they ever said that? I think they said, man, this could be a great financial opportunity. Or, wow, isn't this so cool? Isn't celebrity great? And they... Uh, I, uh, child abuse. Child abuse. on Georgia Street. One, two, three, four, like nine guys with NYPD shirts. Hey, are you, what brought you to, you come one city every year to watch, see a game and you come to see the Colts and the Raiders? Is it because the Giants and the Jets are just that bad? All right. I mean, honestly, I feel for you guys. That's absolutely rough. If, if, oh, the Buffalo Bills are now your team. Nice. Nice. Nobody sold out faster than this one police officer right here. From the NYPD, Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy, Georgia Street, the tailgate. Look at them. That is very, very... If you want the safest place in all of Lucas Oil Stadium, go hang out by these 18 guys. Let's see if he feels oh. that way about the Bills in December. No, please. He'll feel that way about the Bills for another half an hour. That's, <laughs> that's totally the way it's going to go. That's absolutely fantastic. You, know, you never know what you're going to see. On Georgia Street, smoking the La Polina Rosado cigar, drinking the coffee from the good people there uh, at Julian Coffee Roaster. JulianCoffee.com is who they are. They're giving away the free coffee here on Georgia Street. you got to come check it out. 
It's been a year, Fingers Malloy. Burt Reynolds, the great, the classic, the legendary, the man who defined sex symbol for decades like I do now. Taking over that mantle as I do, you're welcome, Indianapolis. It's because I love you. All of it, you know what? You're welcome, America. Who am I? Who am I to deny the people all across this great country? You're humanitarian. A year. It has been a year since the bandit passed away, September 2018. He was 82 years old. The idea of the film star. Now remember, Smokey and the Bandit, great. Cannonball Run made me laugh out loud. Boogie Nights, Deliverance. Sorry, those are epic performances from a real actor. And do we have, in today's world, actual film stars? Pauly Shore? Close. Close, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to that. Where is the film star? I mean, I, I guess Tom Cruise is still a film star. I guess Tom Hanks is still a film star. They must... They, there's an argument to be made that they exist... But the idea of just absolute star power. Maybe I'm a nostalgic cat. But, like, Burt Reynolds? That's, that's it. Uh, Netflix film just came out, the, the Irishman. And it's Al Pacino and Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. Forget Robert De Niro's politics or any of their politics. It is, it is legend on screen. I mean, it's just pure legend. Can they make some of those films today that he made? I mean, you, you mentioned the, the Cannonball Runs. You think they could remake a Cannonball Run today and make it entertaining? Forget that. Could you make Raging Bull today? I'm sorry, I mean Taxi. Could you make Taxi today? If you could, it, it would be lame. Taxi Driver? I, I, I think people would be like, how dare you? How glorifying violence or whatever else they would say. I don't know. That's part. Man, woke culture ruins everything. Now, I don't want to dig into the politics of impeachment. But rather, there's a, a bigger top-line question, which is, how is America reacting to what it is they're seeing? Never mind, uh, listen, you've heard me say I believe that uh, the Democrats in the House are absolutely going to impeach. Then the thing's going to go to the Senate, and there's going to be a trial uh, to uh, if they can remove the president. I don't think that's going to happen. But the question is about impeachment and how does America see this? Because, you know, we talk about all politics being local. Well, it's local not only to where you live, but to the individual of how the individual feels about what they're seeing. And the question fingers is, how do people feel about what it is that they're seeing right now? I think there's a lot of fatigue in general of what's going on. I think if you, you know, we don't have to get too political, but if you look at the political left, they're, they're yelling finally. You're looking at the political right. They're saying, what is going on here? This is ridiculous. And then you've got the moderates in the middle who are watching all this go on. I've talked to several people who consider themselves kind of moderate, and they're just kind of like unplugged from it. They're not even watching the news, the cable news shows, because all it is is this constant beating of the drum of impeachment. I think a lot of people are tuning out. That's Now, if you're somebody who favors impeachment, that's a serious problem, because if there's a a segment of audience, and let's say if you're a member of Congress in your district that's tuning out, man, you got to be able to sell your you got to be able to sell your story, right? You got to be able to to make your case. And if people won't even listen to you to allow you to make the case, it's kind of impossible to make the case. But the fatigue conversation has come up more than once, and I cannot tell whether people are fatigued about this specific subject or they're fatigued by the level of non-stop back and forth. I think there are people who are fatigued by Trump. They're fatigued by the tweets. They're fatigued by this other thing that got said and by the representation of what that allegedly supposedly means as opposed to taking it as it is. I've always said, right? When it, when it comes to policy, I'm, I'm there. I'm there with Trump on, on, on a tremendous number of policies. But I can get that someone's bothered by a tweet or something he says, wishes that it would just all stop already. I think that's a rational course. Like that's a rational mind that can do that and not somehow think that therefore you should have impeachment. Right? That's about being exhausted by, by the moment. But equally, there are those people who are absolutely exhausted by the idea, exhausted by the idea that this has been three years of nonstop hatred of the president and these people have no end in sight. And it seems like for those people who are plug unplugging, it seems like vendetta. 
nothing but pure vendetta. And never mind digging into the particulars, if in the top line people are thinking that this is just vendetta and they're exhausted and it's fatigue and they're unplugging, you, you, can't, you can't get anybody behind this. The media can scream, the CNNs, the MSNBCs can scream and yell that, that, that people are behind this. But if you notice, in, in, let's call it the anecdotally, if you notice in, in everyday life, your friends and everybody else are like, oh, I'm exhausted by this garbage. You can't sell a story that way. You can't make a case that way. I'm curious to see if that becomes a bigger, uh, the bigger third story. The left is going to think this. The political right's going to think this. And here comes this third story of would you all just shut up already? Yeah, and the other thing, too, in 2019 that's great is you don't need to turn on cable news to get information. You can get the transcript of that phone call pretty easily. And, by the way, reading that transcript was exhausting. (laughs) It was only five pages long, and it was nothing but, hey, you're great. Oh, no, you're great. No, let me tell you why you're great. Oh, no, you're great. It was a love fest. It was the call between uh, President Trump and the Ukrainian president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky. Yeah, it was it was a lot of are you stroking me? No, let me stroke you back. Oh, I'm sorry, did you want to stroke me again? How about one more stroke here? How about we do just that? It really was something else. I have to assume and the thing that I am fearful of in the releasing of the transcript because the story is is that uh, Mike Pence, the vice president was opposed to the releasing the transcript. Mike Pence was right. Once you start releasing transcripts, people are going to start asking for all of them. Right. We elect people to handle these things for us. If we can't trust these people, to, to if we can't allow them to have the conversations without us staring at them, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be engaged in rooting out impropriety. But if they can't have a conversation, who's going to talk to them again? Well, that's exactly it. If you're a foreign leader, why would you say anything or be candid uh, with Donald Trump knowing that everything that you're saying could be released to the media? You're expecting that there will be some sort of privacy with the, with the phone call. William Jacobson, he runs Legal Insurrection. He's a Cornell Law professor. It's like the thing that scares me the most is that they brought up in this phone call Angela Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany. Well, now who's going to talk? If, if like something gets out in that conversation, who else is having an honest conversation? There's real fault. And it's not just Trump. If this becomes precedent, what happens when a Democrat's elected president? Now you've, no one's going to be able to have a conversation because they fear the conversation's going to get released? Well, they got to be able to have privacy in these conversations. Well, they don't think about that. They don't think about when President Oprah Winfrey is going to be on a phone call. <laughs> Please, it will be President Michelle Obama before it's President okay, fair enough. Oprah Winfrey. Let's be perfectly clear. That's Fingers Malloy. Uh, he has the Snark Factor podcast. He has uh, the uh, uh, Enough Already podcast. Fingersmalloy.com right. is where you find him. Uh, and, of course, uh, Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook. TonyCats.com for me. Twitter and Instagram, Tony Katz on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Backbone Bourbon. Your bourbon. Oh, you're going to love every bit of what they do. The bourbon, the rye, the gin. Uh, they're here in Indiana, but you can get them anywhere. But if you're in Indiana, ask for it by name. Walk into your local liquor store. Ask for Backbone Bourbon or Backbone Rye. The Bone Snapper. You're going to love it. And Fanimation. Fanimation.com. Ceiling fans that are exceptional. Indoor, outdoor, fully customizable. Great sponsors, great product. All of the locations of Blend Bar Cigar use Fanimation fans to move the air and make it a comfortable experience. Imagine what it's going to do for your home. Fanimation, Fanimation.com. Subscribe on iTunes to Eat, Drink, Smoke. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, Snack Size Edition. <laughs>